In case you haven't seen the news lately, America is in distress. As a matter of fact, it's on fire, literally. That might even be an understatement. Every major city in the U.S. right now has huge altercations with police, guns, firecrackers, tear gas, cars running over people, guns being shot off, um, just all types of um, rioting, businesses being burned down. It is a mess. It is complete chaos. But how should Muslims be responding right now? I mean, we want to stand in solidarity, but where do we draw the line? How do we honor our legacy? What would the Prophet, peace be upon him, do in such a case? In today's podcast, we're going to cover just that. How should we be responding in this time of social unrest? Assalamualaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. I'm your host, Mindful Muslima. It is a bonus podcast today. It is Sunday afternoon. I was planning to go to my mom's house. I was just getting the kids ready, turned on the news, and I'm just, it just hasn't stopped. And I was thinking to myself, I have to say something to my audience about this. Now, I say that because you know me. I, I do practical life tips and um, all types of encouragement and inspiration for Muslim women on how to live life by the sunnah, how to keep your character and do it in a very practical way, how to live life easy, how to, how to do things in a way where you can um, strive, progress, and grow because I see so many women out there struggling and I want everyone to get some help and support. But at the same time, rarely, if if never do I cover anything political because it's honestly just not my niche. It's not what I do, guys. I, I don't cover that type of stuff. I leave it to someone else who maybe is more knowledgeable in certain areas. But today it's different. And it's different because what's happened with the George Floyd situation is something where I'm seeing it just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And what I'm noticing is not every Muslim knows how to respond. I, we don't like to think we know the sunnah. We know the approach to every problem that we're faced with, but not everybody does. And I want to be really, really clear if people are unsure in this podcast, two things. One is what does our legacy, what does our history say from the time of the prophet in every oppressive situation, which there were many guys to learn from and know and use? Um, what did what did they do back then? What would the res- proper response be? What was the perspective in terms of solidarity and support? And number two, um, what we can be doing now. So educating ourselves on back then and how we can use that and to respond now. So inshallah ta'ala, I'm going to cover that as best as I can in this podcast. And it's going to be a super short one, but I want it to be short and to the point. Um, when I was in Dubai, I was living in Dubai um, back when Donald Trump was running for um office I remember I was I wasn't watching the news that often I was you know spending a lot of time with my family and living life there I'd come you know call back home and check on other family members but I wasn't really getting into the news so much until things got really heated and I remember there was a point where there were so many um issues of police brutality and and killings of um, black Americans. And by the way, guys, throughout the podcast, I'm going to use the terminology black for a letter, black of a better term, because um, there is no really good term, racial term, acceptable term. And, um, and people can get mad at me if they want to. Um, my children are, some of them, they're half black. So I, I understand the whole um, issue of raising children in this society where not everybody understands and respects everyone 
and people do have racial issues. Um, but what I'm going to say is there's not every, there's no real PC to me, PC, there's, there's only so, so much you can get with the PC thing. Okay. What people are going to say what they're going to say. So I'm going to use it for lack of a better term, just because that's the way it's being termed right now in the news. And it's the least offensive thing that I could, I could think to say, because not everybody who's black is African American. Not everybody who's black is African. Okay. Or Caribbean. We, we don't know. So we're just using it because the aggression is obviously against dark skinned people in this country. And we all know that it's a long history of that in America. But the problem is when I was, when I was, um, watching one after one people getting killed, people had it on social media and nobody was doing anything. I was actually appalled in Americans that they weren't, there wasn't an uprising and people weren't like, Hey, we're fed up. Cause we all know this has been happening for a long time. The times of even Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and all those great leaders, they were fighting against it. But now everybody's kind of like, meh, and then they go back to their iPhone, right? And so I was kind of appalled. And then I came back to America. I've been living here again. And then, you know, we see issues come up here and there. But now with the whole George Floyd situation, things have gotten ridiculously out of control. And I want us to think about why that is. And I just want to point this out before I mention the, like I said, the Islamic perspective on this. One, we're all coming off of COVID right now. For about two months, people have been in their homes, right? They've been extremely frustrated. Um, Social isolation isn't just um, something small. It's deeply psychological, which is why right now I'm doing a series on loneliness and depression, like a two, three-part series in my podcast. I know I took a break from it to put this one out um, just because of the urgency. But I really wanted to highlight in this podcast that Muslim leaders, Muslim organizations need to be saying something right now. Now, you guys know me, I'm an educator 20 years, but what I don't often talk about is that I have also helped to lead some of the biggest Muslim organizations in America. And, you know, at the end of the day, we all have our responsibility. Um, I might not be with some of them before. I've done a lot of work um, nationally, internationally with nonprofits and different groups. And I think that everyone in the Muslim community who is in the public eye, like myself, I have a podcast, I'm teaching, I'm speaking in public. Um, we have, um, we have to say something about a stance. We have to say something about a proper response. It's our responsibility. And we all should be saying something because not saying something says a lot. I'm going to say that again, not saying something says a lot. And so um, what I'm going to say right now is basically that when we are coming out of COVID, we have people in America and all over the world who are um, psychologically distressed, emotionally distressed, right? And at the same time, financially um, destroyed a lot of people. The the unemployment in America right now is ridiculously high, higher than we've seen since, you know, certain wars we've had back, back in the day. And people have had it and there's no end in sight. For example, in New York right now, we're still on lockdown. Of course, um, you know, our mayor and city and everybody's, we're just waiting and waiting and there's no real leadership, um, even though they go on the news. Like I said, I'm not a hugely political person, but I'll just call it out right here. It's, it's pretty unorganized for a first world quote unquote country. And um, at the end, people still don't know what's going to happen. And there's, there's some stimulus check that might come. Some people still haven't gotten the second one. People are emotional right now. 
And when people are taking to the streets because of George Floyd, they are taking to the streets because of racial injustice, but they also have a lot of pent up frustration. So that's like fuel and then fuel to the fire. And so I want everybody to put in perspective that this has come in like a domino effect of emotions. People are fed up. They're tired with leadership. They're tired with the police. But the police brutality and racism has been ongoing forever. And the call right now for people is they want something done. I was actually shocked when they arrested the cops immediately and they're starting to put charges on them. They don't even usually get arrested. They don't even usually lose their jobs. And if you're not from the U.S., I have an international audience here. I'm just going to let you know that we have like a serious problem with that type of corruption. But at the end of the day... Everybody just ends up going about their business knowing like, hey, that's just how it is here. But because of the emotion from COVID and because of just the the tiredness of people and things have been on social media year after year more and more, it's so evident what's happening. People are fed up. So what I want to cover today in this podcast really quick, it's going to be a pretty quick one, is what is the response from the time of the prophet, peace be upon him, and just a little insight Number one, just two, three minutes of some education on some um, references from that time. And two, how we can bring that into today. What should be our response? What should not be our response? Inshallah ta'ala. Okay, so the first thing is um, the Prophet, peace be upon him, taught us. Help your brother whether he is an oppressor or he is an oppressed one. And the people said, oh, messenger of Allah, it is all right to help him if he's oppressed. But how should we help him if he is the oppressor? And the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, by preventing him from oppressing others. Now, I think we could see the wisdom in that. But I think we could also easily get it confused. Because we could say, oh, stop the oppression, stop the oppressor. Okay, Um, let me tell you what I'm seeing on the news in, in ways that people have been trying to stop the oppressor, quote unquote. They're throwing up middle fingers. They're breaking... Um, businesses, small businesses of immigrants. I don't know what that has to do with anything. They're lighting people's house on fire. They're breaking people's cars. What does that have to do with the oppressor? To me, it's a lot of, what's that word? Um, Displaced anger, (laughs) okay? Anyone will tell you that is not the way to solve anything. Am I saying to be silent? Nope. Am I saying to not fight back in a, in a certain way? Nope. I'm saying, why are we hurting our brother? Uh, today I watched on the news um, a black brother who had worked for years with his family, a family-owned business, and other people in the community. It might have been Atlanta or Minneapolis. I can't remember because there's just so many scenes. They burned his business down, black on black. Like, come on, guys. Why are we hurting one another as we're all on the same side wanting the same change, right? And so what I what I want to first just say, when they say, when Rasul says, prevent the oppressor, let's be really clear about what that doesn't mean. That doesn't mean violence. And that doesn't mean vulgarity. And so I just wanted to say that straight out in case people would, would read into that and say, ooh, permission to jump into the streets and do what all the other people are doing. You're going to see people in the crowds, guys, and I'm going to be really clear, who are non-Muslim and people who are Muslim. We do not respond like non-Muslims. However they respond is on their beliefs. We respect them and we just keep it moving. But we don't just 
blatantly, blindly copy what they do. Okay, so when they're throwing up their fingers and they're throwing, they're, they're trying to like stab, they're throwing, someone's throwing knives at cops. Like this is not what the prophet, peace be upon him, would have done. And every time we have a wonder, like, hmm, how should I respond? Should I do that too? I want us to ask ourselves, what would the prophet, peace be upon him, do right now? Would he be, you know, throwing a firecracker at a cop's face and burning him? And like, like, is, is that what he would do? Or would he do something more powerful and less violent? Because I, what I feel sad about, and I'll be totally honest, in this country, unfortunately, whenever there's great leaders, um, they always make a point to, let's just be honest, have them killed. And that's just kind of what happens in, in most countries because, you know, countries get scared about uprisings and stuff like that. And I get it. But back in the day, there used to be really strong leaders, especially in the civil rights movement, right? We all know them, the big names, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. They used to stand up and lead the entire crowd. But, um, and, and by the way, when they went out, they were cool, calm, calculated movements. They would have meetings, they would organize behind the scenes, and they would go out in full force. They would get the job done, but it would be highly strategic. It wouldn't just be, hey, this is our city, let's burn it down. Because think about it, guys, when the dust settles, when the smoke clears, we've now burned our own community. I'm not sure that that is a good thing. And I think we could see why. Now, some people will say, well, hey, what are we supposed to do? We have to make a stand. I agree. I'm not saying don't. I'm not saying don't go out there. I'm saying let's be a little smarter about it. Let's be a bit more organized. Let's be doing it by the sunnah in a way that is, um, it's not going to be just blatant violence, destruction, rioting, and looting. And that's another one with the looting, right? So I think people were burning down a target. They were looting the target. Again, we're coming off of COVID where people are having all types of issues of pent-up aggression and unrest because of what's happened with that job insecurity people are starving in america because of what happened they were starving before covid now this has just made it that much worse so it's very tempting to loot i get it you feel like i deserve this but guess what you the prophet peace be upon him he never he never condoned stealing like that first of all stealing period let alone stealing um from random people because target didn't cause the COVID situation, target, I mean, I mean, as much as we know they're a huge monopoly and and we all know all this type, type of stuff, um, that, that doesn't justify it, guys. The shaitan will tell you it does. The shaitan will tell you a lot of stuff. He'll tell you to be angry and he'll tell you to be violent. He'll tell you a lot. But I just want to be really clear that that is the first thing, that our response has to be in line and we're looking to our history to do that. I'll give you just one more hadith in this um, and I want it to uh, just be another helpful solution for you. So the last bit about um, our past and, and, and the wisdom and what the prophet, peace be upon him, taught us. Every time there is a difficult situation where you see something happening in front of you that's just wrong, right? It's just injustice. Um, it could be something um, where somebody's harming someone else. There's this three-point steps that we do. And I always have this in the back of my mind. And I teach this to my children how to diffuse any situation where they are in public and to understand that this is what we do. No matter what, this is our response. And so I'm calling to people today that this is our response. This is our response today. This is what we're going to do when we see these things happening. And there, and, and I'm going to then translate it into like, what does that look like on the street? What does that look like on social media? So just give me a second. So the prop peace be upon him, he would say if that if we see, and this is a slight paraphrase, but it's the same, the same, because I don't have the hadith in front of me, but I just have it memorized, is that, um, 
if you see something bad happening in front of you, try to stop it with your hands, right? I see two people, they're about to fight. Maybe I push my hands on each of their chests to try to keep them separate from one another. And, you know, just trying to, to withhold, stop harm. The part where he says to try to stop it physically, really clear. He doesn't say get violent. The second thing is if you can't stop it with your hands, you stop it with your words. Hey guys, this is not a good idea. Let's not do that. Or maybe if you're in a protest, maybe you're chanting things that you do in a protest, right? Or, or maybe it, it could be in a legal way, right? Where you're, where you're trying to like uh, make sure something is changed. But notice that the first two, stop it physically, stop it verbally, do not involve violence and destruction, chaos and riots. The third one is if you cannot stop it by your hand, if you cannot stop it by your words, reject it in your heart. And that means to obviously not be okay with it and make a lot of da'a because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is the turner of hearts. He is the one who is in control of everything, even though things seem out of control. So the Prophet peace be upon him, he taught us how to respond very clearly. And if we took those very, very simple steps, we applied them to the streets, okay? It would mean, yes, banding together, having some type of a protest. It could be, you know, voting. It could be legal stuff where we get lawyers. It could be organizing and nonprofits and profit organizations coming together. It could be making phone calls. It could be, you know, educating people. It could be refusing things. But it's never violence and burning and shooting and all that stuff. Right, guys? I mean, let's, let's just use our common sense. So should we stand in solidarity? Absolutely. For injustice. It is our sunnah to do that. We should never. The Prophet, peace be upon him, he was always trying to, in the time when he was alive, people were slaves. And Islam came to eradicate slavery. And yes, some countries still have slavery to this day, but Islam does not agree. Even if that country in it, there are people who could be Muslim or non-Muslim, doesn't matter. Islam does not agree. And those people are doing an injustice. And so what happens is the Prophet, peace be upon him, he used to pay for slaves to be released. And then he would give them good treatment and he would even make them almost part of his family. He would take them as regular people. He just wanted it to stop. And that was the only way at that time where he was, which was to pay for their freedom. And at the end of the day, when we think about humanity, everyone is our brother and sister the Quran talks about that no one is better than another because of their skin so that is our stance now on social media what we need to think about is the fact that our silence is compliance our silence is acceptance we're saying that this doesn't affect me so it's not my problem but it does every problem in humanity is our problem so if you see an injustice what is it to us to just put something up on our story what is it to us to just post something what is it to us to just make a podcast right guys to make a youtube video about it to share a piece of information with friends are we worried about what other people think no not really let me tell you why because the stronger you become about your deem the more you feel like i care what a law thinks before the people and that's a real believer that's a real believer because so if I spend all my time in fear of people, then I, I'm not really fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, let me just be clear in this last point. When we're doing these things, when we're speaking, we're speaking cordially. So if you're on a chat and somebody starts getting vulgar and nasty, do you get vulgar back? No, guys. We have to maintain our character. We have to maintain our adab, our mannerisms. And when you do that, you are the better person. The stronger person is the one can withhold their anger. The one who just lets it all out, they're weak. So we don't want to go out in the streets and be weak as we're 
showing solidarity. Violence is weakness, you know, uh, and, and, and this is not part of our legacy. This is not part of our sunnah. How should Muslims be responding in this time of social unrest with justice? We should not become oppressors ourselves, harming our brothers and sisters out in the streets and, and possibly harming small businesses of people who are struggling just like us. These are our brothers and sisters. So if you're going to go out and you're going to go out in public, guys, please do it safely. Do it wisely. Keep the sun in mind. Keep those three points in mind. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you and your families. And let's say something, guys, each and every one of us on our social media, just to show solidarity and support for our brothers and sisters that are being oppressed. Jazakumullahu khairan. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.